You're listening to the God Stories Radio podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com Hi there. We here at God Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as $10 a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly. To sponsor us, email GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you don't have to be a business to be a blessing. Visit GodStoriesRadio.com to donate securely through PayPal. Just press the button. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Everybody and welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session one thirty four four one three four one three four. Man, who'd have thunk it? A <laughs> hundred and thirty four sessions, Mikey, and it's nothing that we've done. And who were you talking to earlier this week? We were just talking about it. Mark. That's right, Mark Sinclair. Mark Sinclair. He called me. That blessing is such a brother. That bless. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. That blessing is such a brother. <laughs> of course he is. If that, I ought to tell you a little bit about how my day's been. I'd like to thank Sonny's Barbecue. <laughs> they are not a sponsor, but uh, my wife showed up with some here at the last minute, and um, the ribs are good. Come on in. The ribs are fine. <laughs> so how's your week been, Mikey? Well, I just want to elaborate on what Mark uh, Sinclair, going way back when, kind of was the one that... Uh, gave me a little push to get this going back in like four plus years ago oh i remember you know without that nudge i don't think we would have got started Uh uh-uh i know we didn't it's just amazing when i look back on it and he said that he was just taken back that how far and he just listened to uh the la- one of the last testimonies and yeah was- it was ellis's uh from z88.3 listen to that and he just couldn't believe how far that we've come, mm-hmm. you know, uh, technology-wise and guests and the caliber of guests like the one that we have tonight calling in from California all the way from California A. California That's so cool. And we just uh, appreciate uh, having uh, access to the technology to be able to host her from California because obviously she can't come. Listen, I want to uh, welcome all of our Mixler Listeners, right now, want to let me see. I see Julie and uh, Lori L. Uh, I think those are two brand new ones. Welcome, welcome, guys. Thanks for uh, you've tuned into a good one. I'm sure you already know that, <laughs> but thank you for uh, following us on Mixler and uh, being a part of the show. And uh, feel free to chat with us. You can do that as well. Uh, there is a chat uh, board on on Mixler, so feel free to chat with us and. Uh, You'll never miss an episode ever again. So, Well, Mikey, you got some shout-outs over there? I do. Uh, Facebook likes. We have David Garcia. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Thank you, Appreciate David. that. And we have Joyce Escobar. Thank you, Joyce. Thanks, Joyce. Thank you for liking us on Facebook. And we have Randall Parks. Randall Parks. Thank you, Randall. Thank you, Randall. Thank really you, appreciate Randall. that. And anybody out there that has not liked us on Facebook yet, please do. Yeah, please do. 
it's uh, informative, and you'll get the latest um, podcasts or posts there every time uh, after we record them. If you don't listen live on Mixler, you can plus get the them things. right there. Plus the other things that we do during a week, verses yeah, or whatever some else. encouraging uh, yeah. words or two. All right, and in the regions we have this week, uh, the these regions, so far, uh, so to speak, that uh, tune in and listen, first one that comes up next in line is Idaho of the United States. Oh, Idaho. States. Yes. Fantastic. And then we have Guangdong, China. Yeah. Guangdong, oh, wow. China. That's awesome. We there have used to be there. a Chinese place in uh, Lake City called the Guangdong. Really? It's yeah. the name of a port, I believe, in it China. It is, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right, and we Guangzhou, have Guangzhou, I think, is how you say it. Who? Guangzhou. Is it? I think so. Oh. Guangzhou. Guangzhou. That sounds better than Guangdong. Well, there's a D in there, so I, I don't know. <laughs> and then we have Newfoundland, Canada. Ah, Canada. New, Newfoundland. Fantastic. Awesome. Welcome, so th- our th- Canadian friends. That's right. Thanks Thanks for listening to God Stories Radio. It's just unbelievable. Every week when you come on and and, uh, and read the regions and that are the listening states to us, and right. the listening audience, you know, God is so good. And it, and he brings back to, to memory when I had that conversation with him about why am I not seeing greater things? Mm-hmm. He said we would see greater things, and he brought... He brought to mind GSR. I mean, we're doing greater things. As we're speaking right now, 62 countries mm-hmm. are 61, potentially right. yeah, listening. and Oh, well, at least 61 that we know of. Don't yeah, forget iHeartRadio. That's right. So uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you, guys, everybody on Mixler right now. Thanks for tuning in. You've dialed into a good one. Um, Tina, my lovely wife. Hello. My provider. <laughs> We had um, kind of a scare yesterday. Oh yeah, I'll let, a, her, I'll let her share that. But um, the the hedge of protection that the Lord put around him was amazing, and um, I'll let her tell that, and then she can uh, introduce our guest. And uh, we we do want to remember the prayer requests yes. that we've been putting out week after week. Yes, uh, just a quick update on Eric. Um, we had asked you guys to pray about his leg. He's still having some issues, and they are still trying to get him into the Mayo Clinic. So if you guys could pray about him getting into the right place that God wants him to be and for the timing that God wants. Um, sometimes in these medical situations, timing is everything. And uh, we Amen. just appreciate your prayers for him. And, you know, he's such a young man. We don't want to see him lose his legs. So keep those prayers coming for him, please. Yes, thank you, guys. There's so much power in prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so uh, awesome to think that there are people all around the world that are joining with us in prayer. And we so appreciate that. Yes, we do. So um, yesterday at about 7 o'clock in the morning, I got a phone call from my son, my oldest son, uh, telling me he had just been in an accident. And um, I I felt my stomach just kind of drop out from beneath me because he is a motorcyclist. And while I knew that he was able to speak, I didn't know, you know, what kind of condition he was in. And um, I basically just told him, okay, I'm on my way. Where are you? I got a a sort of a location, <laughs> just the name of a street, and I just took off. And um, he basically, uh, you know, hit a dump truck, um, <laughs> only had a helmet on and gloves, uh, no body gear. But um, the Lord 
blessed him and protected him. He managed to walk away from that um, with only a broken collarbone, which we're tremendously grateful to the Lord that he spared his life and mm-hmm. that he took care of him and, you know, that he has, he can walk away from something like that and live to talk about it. I mean, it's just tremendous. Uh, there's so many things that could have gone wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was a point where the sheriff had come into the emergency room and said, you know, buddy, you managed to hit the softest part of that truck, which, you know, you don't think of a truck having a soft part, Mm -hmm. but he managed to hit the back tire area and um, just just amazing. So glory to God. Amen to that. Amen to that. Yes. All right. Who's our guest, babe? Our guest is Miss Yvette Lane, and I, she's actually been a co-worker of mine, but we are co-workers that are bi-coastal. So I'm on the Florida side, and she's on the California side, and I've had the pleasure of knowing her probably for a few years now, maybe about three, four years. And um, she actually has always been so incredibly friendly and warm and easy to deal with and whenever I call we always have a good little chat and it's always such warm nice conversation so we were chatting the other day and we kind of realized hey we're both on the same team we're both on God's team and it was pretty exciting that is very cool yes Mm -hmm. and she started telling me about some ministry work that she and her husband are doing and I was just extremely excited about it that's how the father rolls yeah I said hey you've got to share this on God Stories Radio so with no further ado here's my good friend Miss Yvette Lane Yvette welcome to the show good evening good evening thank you all so much and um, it was wonderful to identify a sister in Christ. So, Tina, I send all my love from California to you Thank and you. both of you gentlemen in the room at this time. And if I can say, Tina, um, your son's healing is going to be an opportunity for him to stand in front of many to say, because of God's grace and glory, I'm okay. Amen. And that's going to be a, a witness for our father's healing touch. And I will be praying for him and holding them very near and dear to my daily thoughts and prayers. You have my word on that. I Thank will be you. sure to do that. Thank you so much, Yvette. It means the world to me. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I, um, I I am not a shy person when it comes to talking about God's grace. Yay! I am 42 years old and proud of it. And as Tina mentioned, my husband and I, Earl, we both share... Um, a place in, on God's team, as you put it, in ministry. We, um, now that we're a little older, we spend most of our time in mentorship where we can offer it because our belief that is very firm that the youth are the future of, of our believers, the people that are going to be able to give testimonies and share the good news of the gospel and of Christ. So we serve in a little ministry here in Rosemead in, in California, and I've been a part of there. My, my journey began in 2001. Um, I can share with all of you that I grew up in a home that was very, very God-centered. I have beautiful parents um, that have been married and are still married after 44 years of marriage. 
They've been together for over 50 years in their courtship. I mean, they're just a beautiful, shining example of love and marriage. We went to church every Sunday. My brothers and I grew up in love. I was very blessed to have that beautiful example of a God-centered family and God-centered parents. So we just, we just were blessed in that sense. And as a child, you know, I always said my prayers and had this understanding of something called faith. And faith was a big word in our home. And we always talked about that whenever we were hoping for something. We didn't hope for it. We prayed for it and had faith that it would happen. And that stayed in my heart from a tiny child all the way up to when I was in high school moving into college, um, but as I was getting older and starting to develop my own independence, I think I shared probably the same story with a lot of my brothers and sisters, where we fall away from God's embrace, and we kind of just take our hand out of his and say, I can do this on my own, and unfortunately, probably from, I want to say, 24 years old up until 30 four years old, I really just didn't have any relationship with Jesus Christ, so I thought. Um, I found a comfort in the secular world, in having validation from peers and society, and I fell really far away from my center, which is God. And um, things started to go really bad really quickly. And I kept this a secret for a long time because I was always afraid that I didn't want anyone to know, let alone God know, about how bad my life started to spiral out of effect. But coming out of that darkness, which I'll share a little bit out into where I am today, it has become a belief of mine that there's no pain there's no sin, there's no sorrow that is experienced, and you become victorious over it, it's not meant to be kept safe, it's meant to be shared and used as testimony for hope to others, because no pain is, is left without purpose. Everything happens on purpose and for a purpose. And so... Sharing it today, I could speak with a very light heart, whereas if you try to talk to me about this 10 years ago, there'd be no way I would be very, very shallow about what I wanted to share. But at any rate, um, I am a trained opera singer, and I share this because it all has a point to this story of my life. Um, and I was involved with the arts. I was very, very heavily involved in solo work and traveling the world and living this life that was under a big, beautiful spotlight, and in the midst of all of this, I fell into the idea that what God created was not good enough, and what I mean by that, um, I became a bulimic, I became bulimic anorexic, fell into the use and dependency of diet pills, and that spiraled out effect, and then I started to heavy drink, party. And then that spiraled out into effect, into living this promiscuous life and becoming this woman that I no longer recognize as the young lady that my parents raised 
in a respectful manner. And up until my senior year at Chapman, I was already pretty much a foot in the door at Juilliard in New York. Um, I had a reputation for showing up and delivering a beautiful piece and, and song with my voice. And I had a lot of staff and faculty believing in me. Everybody was on board with me and pushing me and encouraging me and doing everything they can to speak good into my heart. And everyone believed in me except me because I couldn't face the person in the mirror that I had become. And with bulimia, of course, you develop a very bad habit of frequent vomiting, which started to take its toll on my voice. And it got to the point where I couldn't really sing the way I used to sing anymore. And I was getting ready to step out of my university into a platform where I would have to be auditioning and really marketing myself and that idea terrified me because I couldn't hide behind anything at that point. So I made a decision to step out of music and I just told everyone I had a change of heart when in reality I had ruined a good portion of my voice and I had become very depressed and very full of anxiety and it just became a very dark version of who I was. And that spiraled out of effect. And then you develop a void. And that void can't be filled with anything, no matter what you try. Alcohol, partying. I am not proud of my past, but I own my past. Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't become who I was today. Amen. And so a lot of, a lot of things started to get worse. I started to live a double life. Um, living at home with my parents, I'd come home at all hours of the night, and they'd ask if everything was okay. I could start seeing the worry in both my parents' faces, and I would just constantly lie. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Stop worrying about me. And my life just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And um, it wasn't until uh, 2001 that I literally was at a point where I went to to check myself in at my doctor's office because I really just was starting to pray that God would keep me from waking up the next day. I didn't want to wake up anymore. The pain of living this double life, it was a, just a huge, ugly lie, was taking its toll on me. And it wasn't until I had a conversation with my best friend on the phone that she says, you need help. If you don't have help or you don't get help, I'm going to tell your parents what you're doing because you're going to die on me. And I remember leaving work and I drove myself into my doctor's office and the sobering moment was when he looked at me and said, if you don't tell your parents and if you don't get help, I can't let you leave this office because I don't trust that you're not going to try to kill yourself. And when he said that, it was like, a veil had been lifted over my eyes because all I could remember was the little girl that would pray alongside her parents in church. And everything just started to play before me, and I didn't want to die. I, didn't, I just wasn't happy. I, didn't, I was not praying the truth. I didn't want to die. I just didn't know what to do with my life. And I did tell my parents, that night and for six weeks I couldn't use the bathroom without someone standing outside the door I couldn't um, eat alone I had to have somebody watch me I couldn't eat 
or be by myself after I've eaten for 20 minutes because that's when the vomiting would start. And it just became very, very humiliating. But in that humiliation, I discovered humility. I found humility before it found me. And I began to pray, and I began to ask God for help. And I couldn't really find my way into his embrace because I felt so dirty inside and so just damaged. And I was invited on a retreat, and I kicked my sin that I told my cousin who had been bugging me for like two years. I said, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I can't go. And she says, if you want to be my maid of honor on my wedding, you have to come to this retreat. And so that was the thing that took me into those doors. And I walked into this ministry, and people were just throwing their arms around me and loving me. And I kept feeling more and more anxious. And they said, do you not know who I am? Stop. You don't want to know me. Stop. I'm not worthy to be here. It's the only dialogue that kept going through my head. And during this, this weekend away from everyone, I was just fighting it because I felt so unworthy. That's the only word I kept thinking of. I'm not worthy to be here with you, Lord. Look what I've done to you. I Look at this life that I've created. Until a beautiful friend of mine um, who died, um, she's gone on to heaven, stood up and gave a testimony. And in that testimony, she introduced me to somebody in the Bible that I have associated my with, myself with, excuse me, since that day. Luke 7.36 speaks about Jesus anointed by a sinful woman. And when she read that scripture, I literally felt hurt because I realized at that point we all have a character a life that has been written about us by our Heavenly Father through the prophets and His Word. And when he described how she got on her knees and she just wept at his feet and washed her feet with her tears and dried them with her hair, and then she took her alabaster oil and she just washed and bathed and soothed his feet with everything and anything that she possibly could offer, which was this insignificant oil, but it meant everything to her. And she was the only one that fell into humility and that the only one that would be worthy at this point of touching the feet of Jesus. And it was at that moment that I realized I am worthy in my imperfections to get on my knees and touch the feet of Jesus Christ. And I am his perfect, imperfect creation, just as he made me. And I am worthy of being forgiven. I am worthy of praising his name. And I am worthy of just being in his presence. And it was at that moment during this, it felt like an eternity of this experience that I literally remember Jesus holy me. And that was the first time I'd ever encountered Christ. But it wasn't until I realized who I was was beautiful as I was. 
and that was in 2001. I wish I could say that that moment changed my life forever. It did for a few years. And I have to say in, in a bit of shame that I relapsed backwards into a really unhealthy state. I was so excited about feeling this renewal of faith. But when I stepped out in the secular world, I, I wasn't quite strong enough to stand my ground. And um, it just took one step backwards. And then I started with the bulimia and the deceit and the promiscuity. And it was worse this time because I had already encountered Christ. I already know what he feels like to be in his presence. And yet I do this again. And it wasn't until 2008, February 15th of 2008, when I was sexually assaulted, that I realized at that point that what could have got really, really bad, I was spared. And I remember standing up after the assault was over. And I remember feeling my hands and saying, I'm still here. I'm still here. This is my life. And I left that place where it happened. And it wasn't until the next evening when I was by myself. I literally got on my knees. I remember this like yesterday. I got on my knees and I asked God to help me again. And to please forgive me for throwing away the opportunity for a new start so many years ago. And it was as though that moment had happened all over again. I felt him present. I felt him there. And I just thanked God for forgiveness. I kept asking him to wash me, wash me clean. Anoint me, just clean all my sin off of me and make me new. And all I could hear him saying is, you're perfect as you are. You're perfect as you are. And again, I found humility. And one month later, I met my husband. And uh, this man is a gift from God. Hmm. And I tell young women who feel that there's no hope because of things that they've done, that when we get out of the way and allow God to take our hands and lead us down the path that he's created for us, which is often, if not always, the road less traveled, we will be okay. And this man that I met came out of nowhere and literally the first place I took him after a couple of days of seeing each other was to church. And he had not set foot in the church after 15 years. It had been 15 years since he's been in any kind of church whatsoever. And I remember praying and asking God to please help me not mess this up. And I knew that this was a gift that he had sent me, and I cannot do this by myself. And I opened my eyes, and my husband was looking at me, or my boyfriend at this time. And I said, what's wrong? And he says, I want to be where you're at. And I said, I don't understand. He says, I want to be where you're at. Where are you when you pray? Can you take me there? 
And it was at that moment that I knew that God was present. And we have been inseparable since that moment. We have been happy and serving the Lord together. And I can never imagine today who I'd become being that same person 20 years ago, 15 years ago at that. We have, we married in the church. We stood before God and exchanged our promises to love one another and to always acknowledge that there's three in a marriage. Mm -hmm. There's my footsteps, his footsteps. And then there's Scott, front and center. And it's been an absolutely beautiful experience. Has it been perfect between one another? He's my best friend. But while we are in love and while we serve and while we share our marriage with those in our community and those that know us, we have a cross to carry. And that cross, has been seven years of waiting to be blessed as parents. And this is where the word faith comes back. There's a scripture we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm -hmm. And that has proven to be our mantra in everything that we've done together as a couple. And now back then as a boyfriend and girlfriend and then fiancés and then as husband and wife. We pray daily for a child. And for the longest time we said we're not going to do anything that has to do with medical help. We're going to wait on God. We're going to wait on the Lord and we're going to say whatever he wants is what we accept because we want this child to be brought into this world and when this child is delivered, we want his baby to be a testimony of our faith and our unending love with him and to him. And we have been ridiculed and mocked because we're getting older and we don't act fast enough and our faith can only take us so far and you have to do something other than just have faith. No, no. He promised Sarah a child and that promise was fulfilled. And she laughed and slapped it. But that promise was fulfilled. Amen. And I have chosen to embrace that faith. And I am very blessed that my husband and I walk together in that faith, not by our human sight. And like I said, it's been seven years and we wait and we pray and we pray. And up until just recently, we decided, okay, it's time for us to seek help. And we met some beautiful godly doctors that speak openly about having faith on this journey of infertility. And we prayed and we prayed on it and we decided to go through our first IUI, artificial insemination. And we prayed before the procedure, we prayed during the procedure, and then we send you home and they wait, have you wait for two weeks. And we're praying, and we're serving, and we're praying, and I'm, I'm thinking openly that this is it. This is what God's going to say. Your faith is going to bring you that promise. And we start to get a little more excited because 
my body's starting to feel different and it comes time to take that pregnancy test and I got up early in the morning a week ago it was 5am I took the test and it came back negative and I just sat there and I stared at it for a long time I just started having a conversation with God and I told him just stand you right now Am I, am I in some sort of penance right now for everything that I did to you? I'm not really sure how to feel with you right now. Because all I want to do and all my husband wanted to do is bring a child into this world to give your love to. And you said no. And I cried a lot. And I had to get myself together because... I know there's women out there who can relate. Sometimes the hardest part about infertility is not having to tell yourself no, but to look into the eyes of your husband and say, no, not this time. I can't even And I went to bed. I crawled back in there and I said, well, we got one more month to get really good at this. And he says, no, huh? And I said, no. Like, okay. We stay the course, and we keep moving forward. And my husband has taught me so much about reminding me of the faith that he says I taught him. So, in prayer, we know that there is uh, yes, which we're all thankful for. We know there's a wait. It's not time yet. And we know there's a no, which means I've got something better for you. I'm praying that this is just a wait. It's so and if it's a no, we know by our faith that there's a child on this earth that needs us. And we're going to be their mommy and daddy that God brings that child into our life by way of adoption. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel very, very adamant about sharing that story with so many couples out there. And you, you start, it's like a secret language that we speak with each other. When we find out that you're dealing with infertility too, yes, oh, well, how long has it been for you? And it's almost like a taboo because it becomes almost uncomfortable and you was it her is it him it doesn't matter you're in it together you're one it's not about who's not able to do what it's about figuring out together and being strong enough and God I hope that there's a God in the center of that marriage because it's difficult enough trying to get through this in the natural and when you're in the spirit it helps that much more knowing that God is with you so we become very open about speaking to other couples. If God brings them into our lives, we and we share the same heartache. We we evangelize that there's hope. There's nothing dark about the waiting period. It's just God's plan is going to be revealed in His time, not ours. And that has really just pushed us through moments where we can easily get stuck. In, in pity or 
anger or animosity. I, I can I question God. I've talked to God, but I've never really been mad at him because he's never ever forsaken myself, my husband, my family. He's delivered my father through a cancer and, and put him in remission going on four years in September. He's gonna be in remission for four years. And my husband has been spared with um, a tumor in his thyroid that was precancerous. They removed that, and God's always pulled. He's always shown his, his his presence by feeling, by knowing that he's with us on this. But this is where my husband and I are in our journey of faith. And we refuse to stop praising him. We refuse to get stuck in the unknown because when we get stuck in the unknown we slip into fear and I love that acronym false evidence appearing real and then we start creating scenarios and endings to our own story which are not even true amen to that sister and the, the real the real beauty of all of this is just standing patiently and watching what's happening while we arrive to that answer prayer. Well, praise Father. So, I'm into that. Well, you know the devil's favorite weapon is condemnation. You know, and how her story yeah. started. You know, she was on top of the world, yet she wasn't good enough. Right, and she was going back there. You know, the father wasn't with her, and everything else. And 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 Jesus was hung on the cross and nailed to the cross with his arms open, which means that his arms are always open for Amen. us to come to him. That's right. Yes. I believe that wholeheartedly, and I, I don't, every time I do look at the cross, I'm just, I'm in awe over his gift to all of us. And that's the ultimate act of uplifting everybody off their knees and back into his arms. We don't need to, to stay on our knees in, in shame or no. doubt or fear. That's not how we want to see his children. No, it says in the Bible, come boldly before his throne of grace. Absolutely. And trust me, he hears me, he hears me a lot, and I can just imagine, he's, there she is again. Yes, Lord, it's me again. I've got something else to talk to you about. That sounds like me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, it's, and it's even in the morning. Thank you for an awesome day. Thank you for a safe commute. Thank you for my job. I mean, I, you start talking about all the beautiful gifts in life that you have, just the ability to get up and stand up in the morning, that's enough said. Move on with your day and celebrate the blessings and don't get stuck on what God says you don't necessarily need at this present time in your life. That's the difference. I want a child, but is it what I need in my life? Or is he using myself and my husband equally to fulfill his work? And if that's the case, so it be his glory. And when we are meant to hold our child in our arms, it will be a magnificent testimony of faith. It already is. Yes, yes, it is. It, it already is. Oh. We have a scripture for you, um, Yvette. 
It's James 1, 2 through 3, and actually it was posted by Mike um, on, on, on God Stories Radio. Yeah, on Sunday night. On Sunday night. It says, um, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Hey. You know, and that verse does, I believe, go on, and it talks about, you know, hope and I don't have the rest of the verse with me here. Do you happen Mike, to Mike, you can probably quote that one. Yeah. Well, I picked that verse because, again, that you guys know where I was, too. And the key thing that I wanted in a verse, why I stopped where it was, was that last word, perseverance. And that's what he wants yep. from us. Persevere. I like what it, persevere. That's right. But I like what Yvette said about, you know, the father's no that she was willing oh, yeah. to accept that no mm-hmm. as there is something better. Right. And how hard is that for us? It is. It's, it's hard. extremely hard. Absolutely. Because you got your heart set on there. You know, Mikey. Mm-hmm. You've been believing for something for what? You're going on 10, 11 years? 11 years. 11 and plus he just tells you point. to wait. Mm-hmm. But that that's what we yeah. do. So, wow. But he hears us. He hears us. Yes, he does. Amen to that. that. Yvette, talk a little bit about your ministry and things you're doing out there, and just plug your website, phone numbers, books, tapes, anything you got to just uh, let the folks listening know uh, how they can uh, be blessed. I would love to share that. Um, I belong to um, St. Joseph's Salesian Center. It is a little tiny retreat center in Rosie, California, with a tiny little chapel, which my husband and I chose to be married in. Um, And we belong to the ministry in that organization called SEARCH. And what SEARCH is, it's a young adult faith renewal experience. And when I say young adult, it's 18 and over, but we have young adults at heart that come through this ministry. Um, my mom, my, my aunt, my loved ones, everybody close to us has had the opportunity to live this weekend. And what we do is we put four retreats on a year and it's organized by um, young adults, mentored by the older, what we call the elders of the community who have been there for many, many years. And we prepare these um, young adults and some of the older adults as well to give life testimonies about where they've been and how they've got to be where they are today. And we work really hard to bring people back into the presence of Christ by encountering His unconditional love, forgiveness, mercy, and grace. And I, this ministry has been around for over 40 years, and like I said, I've been involved in it since 2001. And we've seen miracles upon miracles happen simply by people immersing themselves in prayer and discernment and the Word of God and feeling what it's like to be accepted in your imperfections as a perfect creation, son or daughter of Jesus Christ. And we have a Facebook page, um, LASGV Search. LASGB search, and you'll see daily praise reports, prayer requests. We are a community that prays. We are a community that 
love together, Christ together, uplift together. We've tried to get our foot into any organizations in the LA County or surrounding areas to get out there and do food drives and be involved in the food um, donations for uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving. We believe in putting love in action, not just to talk about love, but to show people what love looks like in action and to really evangelize the word by preaching the gospel, using words when necessary. Look at us. We don't have to say it. Let's show them what Jesus Christ looks like, loves like, and feels like through our works and through our, our interactions with our brothers and sisters. And this this ministry invites all walks of life. We are communing with brothers and sisters from different faiths. That's how I believe Jesus would have it. He came to sit among the imperfect of, of, of his day. He, he came here to be with the broken, to heal, and that's exactly what this ministry does. And I've been really working hard along with other members who I've been serving alongside with to keep this tradition going because this world is just heavy with negativity and fighting and among all of this, there's something beautiful happening in this ministry. And that is why I have dedicated myself and my husband has dedicated himself to continuing on serving because the best way to fight is to fight with love. So that's a little bit about our ministry. Amen. All right. just so grateful that you were able to share your testimony with us it, it's such a journey that you have been through and I know a lot of well, women can relate to a lot of your struggles I thank you for the opportunity to share it um, again I, I, I believe that God if he pulls us out of something he doesn't want us to keep it a secret I believe no. that our pain is someone else's healing and it's our job to share it as to children so that others come home to our Father. Yes. Amen. Amen to that. I'm buying your book, Yvette. <laughs> <laughs> you better send me an autographed copy. <laughs> it oh. has been on in the works for a number of years. And every time I get brave, I started it and I put it away again. And, and I think God's calling me to pick up that pen and get started on it. Better yet, I'll just fly out there and get it myself. <laughs> He's always threatening to go wow. to California. I ain't scared. <laughs> wow, that was such well, a thirty. I would be honored to welcome all of you. <laughs> thank you again, yes, thank, thank you so much. So much. We thank really you appreciate all you. Very much. Thank you for being real. And we want to thank all the listeners on uh, Mixler that tuned in. You dialed into a good one tonight. Well, we uh, had a few new followers, and uh, Julia and Lori, uh, two new followers, and we've got uh, two that are still on with us. I can't see your names. Unfortunately, you'd have to follow us, but uh, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Thanks to Yvette calling in from uh, California, IA. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you, and God bless all of you and your ministry. Thank you so Thank much, you so Yvette. Much, Yvette. And uh, if, um, you know, God lays it on your heart like Yvette uh, laid it on her heart to give her testimony, you know, contact us, uh, godstoriesradio at gmail.com. Let us know that you're interested, and you can call in just like Yvette did. 
or you can write it in. We've read testimonies yes, we right here on the air. We'd love for you to come and sit here and be with us live in the studio. That's always a bonus. And uh, just uh, talk to my lovely wife, Tina, and we'll get you put on the schedule. What else can they do, Mikey? You can tweet us. They can tweet us on Twitter <laughs> at GodStoriesRadio.com. And please like us on Facebook. And please follow us on iHeartRadio. Yes, if you listen to us on iHeartRadio, follow us, please. And um, we don't often mention it, but we do have a button on the front of GodStoriesRadio.com. We do have monthly expenses, and um, if you feel so inclined, push the button. We, we appreciate that, each and every one of you. Thank you so much. That wraps it up for Session 134. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless. Will I believe you when you say your hand will guide my every way? Will I receive the words you say every moment of every day? Well, because this broken world prepares your will for me Will help me to rid my endless fears You've been so faithful for all my years With the one breath you make me new Your grace covers all I do yeah, 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 yeah Will I Will walk by faith Or even when I cannot see Well because This broken road Prepares your will for me Well I'm I still see your face Will you've spoken Pouring your words of grace Will I Will walk by faith Or even when I cannot see Will because This broken road Prepares your will for me